Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven. Alongside here with me always is our good friend Brandon. Today we will be discussing balancing helping others versus helping ourselves. So Brandon, can you uh, provide a little bit of context for everyone? Absolutely. Well, this is a good uh, episode uh, to, to follow up last week's episode of, of what it means to be a good person because I think this topic really centers around being an empathetic or compassionate person, which makes this balancing act that we're going to talk about today very difficult. Our, if you are an empathetic and compassionate person, your default response in situations might always be to help others. Uh, but is that always the correct move? Is, is there a way to make sure you take care of yourself while also helping others? Is that selfish? All of these things are things we're going to talk about. So here we go. Dude, pretty uh, pretty excited because you and I are both very guilty about being overly accommodating towards people where, I mean, we're, we like to make people feel good. We hate to see people struggle. So it's inevitable that in our lives, we've been the kind of people who have been a shoulder to lean on for people. And it's been it makes it tough because there's times where it's emotionally heavy to not only support the life you're living on your day to day and like trying to be functioning, but then also you have someone there that's going through a tough time and you feel like you got to take time out of your day to be their emotional support. So from your perspective, what have been some examples of some things that you'd be willing to share? Well, the first thing that pops into my head, I remember when I was 20 years old, I went through sort of a enlightenment of sorts in my own head where I just decided, you know what, I, for a, for a, actually, I didn't even say for a stretch. I was just like, I'm going to start just helping anybody that needs it. I'm never going to say no to anybody. And at that time I was working two jobs. I was pursuing music as a career. And I would, anytime people would ask me to cover a shift, I'd do it. Anytime somebody would call me at two in the morning, I always had my volume on high so that if someone needed to talk to me, they could. And for a while, it, it felt great. It felt really awesome to do. And I think I was able to support myself while doing this because um, I was living at home with my parents. And, I mean, being 20, you don't have a lot of responsibilities. So it was just, I, I didn't have a lot of things to worry about in my own life. So for a while, I was able to maintain it. But when my parents moved away and then I had to live on my own and then it was oh, Brandon, now you're in the real world and you have adult responsibilities. A lot of these things that I could do before and I could maintain before now became um, part of burnout for me. And uh, it was it was really tough to recover from it. Do you have examples that are popping in your head? Well, one of the first things that I think of is, um, you know, I, I dated someone who, and I, I think dating is a main thing that we all deal with where we want to be there for someone because obviously when you date someone, they're taking a lot of time out of their day and they're trying to be there, try to be supportive and stuff. Um, but I dated someone who was very much weighing me down, like not not like every part about them, but there was specifically their habits. Uh, let's say they drank a lot, so it ended up being something that was really difficult at times because you know they might be like pretty much blackout drunk and I'd be put in a situation where I'd have to like help them like get home and it it, it was tough because or you know maybe we'd get in like um 
it wouldn't even really be an argument. She would just like get really drunk and then we would we would talk. But you know, whenever someone's been drunk, like you got you know, it's harder to articulate what you really mean. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it when and when communication is a problem, like the relationship's gonna have some definite issues. So. There's a part of me that, like always wanted to be really helpful, um, try to make sure you know she felt good, try to make sure that like I was being a good boyfriend. But there was also a certain part that I wasn't getting good sleep sometimes because I had to be there to um, talk her through a situation or and, just babysit because I, I, or babysit. Yeah, because you had to make sure that she was safe. Uh huh. And you guys can imagine that gets pretty exhausting after a while. Um, but you do this kind of stuff because you care about someone, so you're you're going to be willing to do it. Um, but we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I mean, how long are you really like going to go on and do that for? Um, and that, I mean, that's just one specific example. I mean, there's plenty of examples where I've had something to do one day, and one of my friends is like, "Hey, can you come over? Like, I'm having a bad day." And there's been times where I had an obligation that day, but I went over to like be there for a friend because. I would, uh, well, one, like, they've earned my trust, so I'm going to be there for someone. And two, it's just, like, it feels like the right thing for me to do. Like, being what I consider to be a good person, call back to our most recent episode of the podcast, um, I just feel like it's hard for me to not do that. <laughs> yeah. You you just have this impulsive urge, like, I, I have to be there for that person. A lot of times it screams louder than maybe... A, a logical point of view that says, hey, yeah, they might need you now, but they might need you more down the road. And if you are burning out on this, that that conversation, that internal dialogue that might actually really benefit this person is tough to have, especially when they're right there in front of you asking for help. Dude, definitely. That's yeah. super tough. Uh, any, any other examples? Uh, yeah, I actually thought of this one. I actually... What reminded me of it is I listened to your appearance on the Ill-Advised and Unprepared podcast. If you guys haven't checked that out, check out that podcast. Check out Steven's episode. I I was able to listen to all of it on my drive home uh, from my sister's graduation yesterday. Congrats to my sis for graduating high school. Congrats. Shout out. Yeah. Um, So I was able to listen to it. And there was a part where you talked about at Disney, somebody handed you an obviously counterfeit $100 bill. And (laughs) he was just standing there in front of his whole family. And you're like, am I really going to call him out on this? This is not that big of a deal. And so you just kind of let him get away with it. And I, it made me think of this time when I was working at LA fitness, this guy came in with all of his buddies and he scanned his card like his fitness badge or whatever to, to get in the gym and it immediately popped up red because he hadn't paid his his thing so he gave me his credit card to pay his thing it declined he stepped outside for a second called his um i don't know who he called he called somebody to try to get it figured out gave me his card again it declined but i didn't tell him that it declined and i put in my own credit card information so i paid for i I paid for just one month of his membership, but I paid for one month and then I switched it back to his card so that the next month he'd be paying for it again. But I just, in that moment, I was just like, this guy just wants to play some ball with some friends and (laughs) I don't want to turn him away just because of this. So I'll just pay his month. And I remember my girlfriend at the time was not happy (laughs) that I just did this for a stranger. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't realize that it was that. I mean, you told me this story, but I didn't realize you actually like put your card on file. <laughs> yeah, I put my card in the system. Well, that was the only way that you could pay for the membership, so I had to. But but I, let me ask you a question on that. In hindsight, do you think you made the right decision? Yeah, I mean, I took my card right out. I. I now, if I would have left my card on and just been paying his membership the whole time, <laughs> maybe that had been like a bad call. But for that, you know, I the one thing about that was yes, I was actually struggling financially at that time, so maybe it wasn't the best decision. But like looking back on it, I, I mean, I'm fine now. So was it really that big of a deal? I I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that's I I I feel like I could have done that. But I, it, the putting the card on the file thing—that's that's taking that's like that extra step. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous. Not gonna lie. Well, so basically, the way that the system is set up is you can't just like swipe a card. You literally have to type in the digits. Mm-hmm. And so I typed in my digits. I transacted it, but I acted like I was having troubles. And so I put my card in, and then I re-put his card in. So it took my card right out. I guess maybe somewhere in a cloud my card's still sitting on file there or something but it, it seemed like i got it out i don't know <laughs> i wonder what i've been really curious about is i wonder if he actually did pay after that or if he just never did maybe not yeah i'm not sure about that part i or I, if he got really confused maybe like he well he was he confused he's out. like wait all of a sudden it's working now <laughs> but he wasn't gonna ask questions he just went in and played basketball <laughs> interesting what you think I made the right decision? Or you think I made a bad call? Well, could you have just like let him through? Uh no, my manager him? was right there. My manager would not have let him through. Hmm. That's but what I would I would try to sneak him through, probably. I, I had my card memorized, so it looked like I was typing his his card information. It's not like I pulled out my credit card and looked at it, whatever. I had my card information memorized, so I typed it in and then it went through, and my manager was like, "All right, you're you're fine. You're good to go." My manager was like a hawk. You weren't getting by anything. I would have had to wait like three hours for him to go to the bathroom, and then I could sneak the guy in. So I was I was thinking on my toes. All right. Wait, was your was your manager's name Tony? No. <laughs> I don't get it. Because you said he was like a hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk, you know. Oh. Why did you do like Tiger, Tony the Tiger? I feel like that would have been a better choice. <laughs> well, the joke was that you said Hawk, but you know it doesn't matter. Let's. <laughs> I didn't say his last name was Hawk. I said he was like a Hawk. I don't know. Tony Hawk's kind of like a Hawk. It's a fun game. Whatever. Um, We're on different right, wavelengths so... right now. <laughs> You're not bad in a hundred. All right. So, nature or nurture when it comes to helping people? Do you think? that that characteristic is something that's more learned by circumstances around you or do you think that people are just born to be more like of a helping personality type well i know that you're asking me this question but i honestly want to throw it back on you because it seems like you're really passionate about this nature versus nurture aspect of our behaviors and i just want to hear what your initial thoughts are on this yeah, we've talked about this a lot, that I'm very fascinated by nature versus nurture in general because I do think that I can look at myself and there's a lot of things about me that I can just easily pinpoint to the way that I was nurtured, but there's also things about me that are very different from any person that I grew up around um, within my family, and that makes me realize like there is a line where I could kind of draw, like, this is more nature, this is more nurture, this is everything, as we've talked about, for the most part, is a combination of both, but some things are more specifically, I can kind of put one side or the other. Um, I kind of think 
that when you you look back, so I try to look back at when we're just kids. I feel like most of us are pretty nice. Uh, we kind of don't we don't get bothered by like oh I wonder what religion this kid came from or what um, I don't know like what the color of, this, of their skin is. Like that kind of stuff doesn't really cross the minds much of a child. I feel like until it gets pushed on them. Um, so I kind of think that we're all what we all like want to help people. Um, but I think that this once again is a com- it's a combination of both. I mean the, the short of it is it's, it, this is definitely a combination of the two of them. but I do think that if you grow up in a household where like you you were very giving all the time, like everyone in your family was all about like, I don't know, donating money or, like, going to charity events or something like that. I, I feel like that's going to make you um, someone to help, uh, like, that wants to help people. But just, like, in your heart and soul, like, are you someone who is empathetic towards people? That, to me, is a nature thing. I think that empathy comes from two things. One, if you've experienced something, you're more likely to be empathetic. And two, I think that some people are just more emotionally connected to things like without a doubt the way that my dad and the way that I handle a situation like if we both had a friend who was going through something um, very similar we would handle it completely differently because even though we obviously have a lot of the same circumstances because we're both in the same bloodline we would handle it differently because we handle empathy a lot differently and sometimes we even get in arguments over it where he'll be like, you shouldn't have helped that person because, you know, it took time out of your day where you could have done something. Where for me, I was just like, I didn't even question it. I just did it. Well, people could even argue that that actually is specifically nurture. Because, or sorry. Uh, so one thing I, I want to establish here is nurture doesn't just... In, talk about how you're raised or how people treat you specifically nurture is really encompassing your environment and your experiences all together uh even if they're indirect experiences and i know that i'm not saying that you didn't understand that but i just want to bring this up because i think it's important to point that out well i remember in middle school we used to have like these assemblies where one of our assistant principals would sit up in front of us and talk about what it meant to be a good person and and being a leader and all this stuff and i remember sitting in the crowd this wasn't specifically to me i wasn't being raised by this person and I, i just I would hear some of the things and they would really strike true to me and it would really inspire me to be better. And so that aspect of it, I think, does come into play. Those little indirect things that uh, aren't specific to us, but we, in, in, a, in a weird way, indirectly experience them and then they impact our thoughts and our behavior going forward. Uh, you know, you with your father, for example, I think the nature and nurture aspect are both kind of shown because obviously you you know your parents might have raised you a certain way but you you also have half of your dad's genetic makeup so some of the the genes he has that might lead him to be more empathetic or lead him to be less empathetic you might have some of that or maybe you got it from your mom you know so it it can be both uh kind of co-mingling and and i know that you were kind of pointing that out uh, i think mm-hmm. Some of who you are, like who you and I are, is innate in this sense because we've always felt some urges to do right by other people. Um, but then some of the situations are are about 
the principles that we're brought up on and and raised on can be so essentially what i'm trying to get at is i think any behavior can be if it's practiced enough can become habitual which is i think another reason why religion to a lot of people is super super important because if you're raised on the the principles of religion a lot of times those principles i think in their intention are set up to develop a a caring and compassionate person um, for the people that, that go to those organized places. Maybe that's not always how things turn out, but I think in the intention itself, I think that's where it's coming from. So just overall, I do think that there is a, a, a very unique interaction between, again, you and I already have this automatic urge to help people that I don't ever remember being taught that. It's just how I feel. I feel that burning kind of coming up. And that's like a chemical thing. It's a biological thing, all that stuff. But then there's also, I was raised by parents who would really push being a good person and helping other people out. And I also saw them do that and learn from their behavior as well. So I I really do feel it's both. What about you? Do you think that you're, like, do you think that you're more product of nature or product of uh, nurture? Um... I don't know. I, I think it's tough to really to pinpoint. I think give me a percentage. It's percent percent game. <laughs> you want me give me exact? <laughs> give me exact. I think sixty-seven point two percent nature, and then uh, thirty. Oh, what? Oh, well, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then thirty-two point eight percent nurture. Actually, thirty thirty-one percent. <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> this joke got bad right away. Dude, this joke was really funny. This actually. joke, you See, know what? I guess we did have a segment. Remember? So when I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about in this episode, I was trying to come up with our, what our segment would be. And uh, I think that's it. Percent chance. Percent chance we're good or, people? or <laughs> No, just not percent chance. Percentage of us are nature and nurture. There we go. This has been percent chance percent... That's the music for the segment. That was really good. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. (laughs) Well, dude, now we can't play this episode because we just we've been copyrighted now. That song's still in the. You think it's still in the? uh, The um, is it in the public domain? You think that song by now? I I, I don't know. I could do a cover of that song. It's a cover of that song. We're not getting monetized. Oh yeah, you're right. That's a good cover that song. Almost Dude, as good as when you cover your own music. I should cover my own songs. Honestly, if you think about it, if I just cover my own songs, I might make it big. Trendy videos. you think about it, everything is actually just a cover song. Holy crap, that's deep. See, th- these are the kind of in-depth conversations we have on the Everything Must Go podcast. This is why you listen to the Everything Must Go podcast, <laughs> literally just for that. Everything is a cover of everything. <laughs> We're covering the Everything Must Go podcast right now. We're doing a cover of this episode. You could argue that I'm actually Brandon. You're, undercover as you, Steven. You're covering, <laughs> you're covering Brandon. You could uh, argue that everyone's just undercover. This is getting actually. too meta, I think. <laughs> All right. So when you think, or when do you think it is excusable to stop helping someone? Like, where do you draw the line? I think a big thing is when you're enabling others. If you're able to recognize that your help or your aid is sending sort of a ripple effect into their negative behavior, I think you've actually become part of the problem. 
you know, we talked about giving money to, you know, homeless people and how, yeah, maybe in, in theory that sounds good, giving them support, but you talked about a situation, you gave a person a dollar and they just walked <laughs> literally right into the liquor store and bought alcohol right in front of you. So yeah, you, you might've thought you were helping that person, but what you were really helping was their bad habit. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is I also think uh, where you draw the line is when you're having a hard time taking care of yourself because one of the biggest things that I've learned in my time in grad school is you can't pour from an empty cup. If, if your cup yourself isn't filled up, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to burn out, which is why a lot of people in the healthcare industry do burn out. They have a, a really hard time maintaining those professions at a very healthy level because helping people all the time can get so taxing after a while. Well, the the thing about that is it is really exhausting sometimes to be like the emotional support for someone because it's not like I'm having a great day every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't feel like I'm even justified. And maybe this is just a me problem, but I don't even feel justified giving advice sometimes if I'm going through a bad stretch or I feel like, I don't know, I'm not hand, like I, I wouldn't be able to handle that in my own life. Um, or I feel like I'm making bad decisions. It's like, don't listen to me. I'm not even making good decisions in my own life. So sometimes yeah. that can be kind of difficult. The The big thing here for me is it's definitely excusable to stop helping someone when, as you said, like the enabling part of it, um, it, it you can't – sometimes by not – being there for someone is actually how you can be there for someone. Mm-hmm. And that's how we've, we've talked about it in the past is sometimes, you know, someone will start taking advantage of you. And when that happens, when you disappear and they can't lean on you anymore, then things get, you know, more figured out. And uh, I've learned this the hard way in my own life. Um, I've been on both ends of this where I probably leaned on people and then when they were gone, I felt like kind of helpless. Um, but then it, it also, it taught me to fight my own battles. And I'm a much stronger person today because I've been fighting a lot of my own battles. And that goes for anyone, you know, if you if you come crying to someone every single day, like, oh man, everything's terrible, everything's terrible, make me feel better. That works for a while. Like, I am there for my friends. I am there for the people who need that. But there's also a time where you kind of step away from it and then maybe they start to realize like they have the strength to do it on their own because sometimes people just don't think that they have the strength to do it on their own and i'll give you another like another kind of scenario here what if what if you have like a a big goal that you're trying to accomplish and it's like you have a big huge presentation the next day at work or something and that night um your friends um, I don't know, your friend is like in kind of a bad situation and you have to go out late if you want to bail them out of the situation. But if you do that, you might be tired and it might screw up your presentation the next day. And that presentation is like what could help you get your next promotion or something. Well, then there's an actual line where you have to draw. Um, if this person does it a lot, like this is like the 20th time they've wanted you to do this, you may not want, it may not be a good idea to do it. Now, if this is the first time that they've, that they've done it and like they rarely ever do this, this might be a time where you're like, you know what, it's worth losing the sleepover, I'm gonna help them out. So it just kind of depends on the circumstances, but at the end of the day, you don't want to enable someone. Well, I think a big 
key in what you just described is is setting boundaries you know mm-hmm. it's it and it it might be hard at first and maybe the person that is asking for your help won't understand but again a lot of times the compassion in the moment might feel like it's the right decision but it's actually might be contributing to hurting them in a sustainable future whereas if you say hey i can be here for you when i can be here for you but you are strong enough to handle this that's just a very broad response but maybe they are able to develop things independently and then your relationship becomes healthier because it's not this codependency uh, uh, a really good context for this is mental health care professionals our job is to i don't know say our job like i'm, I'm a mental health care professional <laughs> the job <laughs> of mental health care professionals is to make it so you don't need them anymore the the goal isn't that you will always need us for the rest of your life and in order for you to make any sort of decisions, you need to come to me and talk to me first. The goal is to come in here. I'll give you the tools that you need. Well, maybe I'll help you look at things a little differently than what you're looking at them right now. But ultimately, it's going to be up to you, the client, to make those independent changes. And I think that's a good a good outlook for just life in general. Maybe you, maybe you, because they're a friend or they're a loved one, you extend it a little more intensely than that. That might be a little too neutral, but for the most part, you have to set boundaries and you have to say, "Look, I, if I could, I would be here for you all the time." But eventually, you got to step up. You got to figure this stuff out on your own because I'm not always going to be able to be here. And we don't want a situation where I'm here so much that eventually I can't do this anymore at all. And we just have to like something bad happens to our friendship altogether. So it's it's a lot to think about. But I think if you can have that foresight to see that, hey, maybe what I'm doing right now is helping them in the moment, but it's hurting them down the line. I think that can be a really uh, advantageous perspective. Yeah, looking at the big picture is a big part of this because sometimes yeah like in the moment it might make one day better but that stuff all adds up after a while like you can't one day turns into one week which turns into one month and you know it's that's when it starts to be the point where you need to draw the line because when you start compromising the person that you're supposed to be all the time then well it's not good anymore that's why you need to kick people out of your life sometimes as hard as it is because you you know you some people just don't want to really be saved and it sucks. It's really terrible. It's something that has frustrated me a lot in my life, but at the same time, like you just got to deal with it. Yeah. I, it makes me think of, have you seen the movie inside out the Pixar movie inside out? Yes. So that movie freaking, I love that movie because the whole message at the end was like the happy part of the brain was trying to keep the sad part away from all the memories. But the problem was this person, because they never were able to get sad, their parents didn't know that they needed help, which is one of the reasons why I think vulnerability is important to a certain mm-hmm. extent so that people do know where you're at and, and maybe can assist if needed. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that it should become a dependency thing, but I do think expressing that stuff is important. Dude, that is such a good point because there are people who they act like really tough about everything or they yeah. always act like, I'll be like, dude, are you okay or something? They're like, Nah, like, yeah, or like, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm fine, having a great time. But like, you know that underneath it all, there's probably an issue that's just not being faced. 
So it is sometimes, it is nice to watch someone like break down, even though, yeah, it's hurtful, it's painful in the moment. At the same time, it's like, there you go. There shows that there's a problem now. <laughs> like, that's why we have these emotions. I can tell you firsthand, I dated somebody like that who did not express what they were going through. And eventually, when things got really rough, they became a robot. I had no idea what was going on with them. I didn't know how I could help them. I didn't know how I could support them. And what it really became was them avoiding every problem that was ever there, all adversity. They would just avoid it. They would just do all these minuscule tasks to keep themselves distracted. And eventually, what ended up decaying was our relationship. Because especially me being an empathetic person, I know something's going on. And eventually it does impact the people around you. A lot of times it impacts the people that you care about the most because they they do know you, they do feel for you and they wanna be there to help. And if you, you are pushing them to the side or pushing other people to the side, just to you know come across as okay or tough you know whatever i think it can actually have more damaging effects than uh, positive effects you know we did we have talked about contexts uh where you know you're a boss of a company and you know that the company is going under you don't want to just come in and be like all right guys we're all screwed everybody's done all our jobs are gone (laughs) you know you want to have some leadership qualities but i think it's all again it's all about balancing i think When it comes to being really vulnerable with a loved one, I think that those are times where you can open up and let somebody in to help you if that is needed. Yeah, I think, uh, I I mean, anything else you want to say on this? No, I, I, um, well, well, actually I will say it's tough sometimes to have these conversations just because we speak in very broad senses, Mm -hmm. but I guess the hope that I have in that is people that are listening can apply this stuff to their own specific situation. And I think it's important for us to, when it needs to be localized or when it needs to be globalized, to have those kinds of conversations so that people can take it on their own stuff. Like, it's good that we incorporate our own personal experiences every once in a while so you know where we're coming from. But for the most part, I really hope that people can take this stuff and apply it to their own life and in, in contexts agreed um all right let's uh let's take a little break yeah. let's take a break what should uh, what should we do on this break let's what's going on in the world uh world of brandon the world of brandon's freaking crazy dude just partying all night long every night 24 7 just lighting it up <laughs> teaching taekwondo on teaching the, uh, taekwondo on the side here yeah uh practicing my gandalf impression if you didn't see it all right, I'm going to do it for our, our podcast audience, and then you guys can be the judge. You can email us, emgpod at gmail.com. Let us know if I'm a good Gandalf. So here we go. You shall not pass. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> the reason this is even a thing is because I put a poll on my uh, Instagram page on whether or not I look like a younger Gandalf. Because I got the long hair now. I got the beard. I don't know. I was just feeling the Gandalf vibes. So I just, uh, I'm becoming him. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> you can see I, it. I see it now. Remember when we <laughs> talked about things of substance? <laughs> Dude, substance is the thing of the past for the Everything Must Go podcast. As we talked about it, everything must go. I knew you were going to go there, Jesus. So... You've become so predictable. <laughs> I become easily the most predictable member of the podcast. 
but that's okay because that's kind of my thing. I only say like the same five things over and over again. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on in the world of Steven though? Well, one, I'm preparing for the inevitable uh, arrival of a good B flipping. Guys, the fact that Brandon's going to be moving here is uh, it's a real game changer. So that's one. We actually, it was weird. We had a conversation this morning on the phone about how we're going to have to coordinate where I like keep a wardrobe at Steven's house because oh, no. he's allergic to dogs. <laughs> and so <laughs> we don't want a situation where I bring in a bunch of dog hair into his place. And so we were talking about me having clothes there so I could change into them right when I get there. And it's a really weird conversation to be having. But if you would have told me a year ago that we'd be having this conversation about the near future, I'd be like, fuck you. No way. This isn't happening. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's real. For those of you who, who uh, don't know, I'm very allergic to dogs. So I got to be careful sometimes with, uh, with being around them. <laughs> So that includes even people tracking in dog hair into my apartment. So things we got to think about Yeah. <laughs> because Brandon has a dog. Um, but for me, I um, nothing too major comes to mind. Just going to be doing some YouTube collaboration soon. More to come on that. Um, also, I'm visiting Brandon in a couple months in Minnesota. But honestly... That's about it. I'm just enjoying the nice weather because I definitely get seasonal depression. <laughs> so when the weather gets nice and I can go outside, like I'm feeling a lot better. I don't know how the weather has been in Chicago, but it has been super, super nice up here in Rochester. It's been I've been walking Coda like every day in just long walks because I need to soak up that time outside. It's been so beautiful. Yeah, it's been it's been reasonably okay here. Um, yeah, honestly, I feel like mo- more, m- mostly I uh, have more to say <laughs> for the break. I feel like I don't have a lot going on. Like, I do, but Wait, it's just, like, did, more of the same. That sentence didn't even make sense. What did you just say? <laughs> mostly yes. I have more for the break? <laughs> what? I'm so confused. Dude, I need to take English lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? So you have more to talk about or you don't? I, I'm, I don't know what's going on here. I need to take more English lessons or more Spanish lessons because recently every time I get in an Uber, the Uber driver talks to me in Spanish or asks if I know Spanish, which is interesting because I guess like maybe it's not that crazy. I think I could look Hispanic, but what's more weird is like my name is Steven. So there's definitely like no giveaway in that department. So you'd think if someone was on the fence, they might lean towards probably not, but no, (laughs) no, nope, (laughs) not the case. Not the case. What else? Anything else? That's it. That's all I dude, got. I'm out of I'm out of ammo. Dude, I'm I'm honestly out of ammo too. I'm just excited. We talked about when Brandon moves here, um, like playing video games and Twitch streaming them, and that's yeah. something that I do look forward to. Because it it's like kind of one of our one of the main things we talked about was that we'll just produce content on everything that we're doing. Basically, our entire lives will just be like a reality TV show is the way that I look at it. And that includes us playing video games and like a Twitch stream. So, yeah, that'll be nice. <laughs> People are like, wow, this is an incredible reality TV show. <laughs> Watching <laughs> you guys play GameCube, it's going to be dope. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's really great. <laughs> Anyways, you'd love to see that. Love to see it. Uh, okay, so let's move 
into a a point that was made by one of our followers here. Um, financially, you can't help others if you yourself aren't in a position to help. Do you agree? Uh, I guess it's all about what you value. In my opinion, this can fall under the lines of if you can't take care of yourself, can you take care of others? Um, but honestly, if you just want to help others regardless of the repercussions, who am I to tell you otherwise, you know? And for instance, back in that LA Fitness example, I wasn't doing too hot financially. Um, but I'm okay now. So is it a general rule that you should never do it if you're not able? I mean, it didn't really have a lasting impact on me. I mean, if I would have kept up that behavior all the time, then maybe it would have had more of a lasting impact. But I feel better about my decision looking back on it. And I think, too, being straight white men, we come from a place of privilege just automatically. So a lot of situations, I think, maybe we are we do hold some sort of responsibility to aid people um because we probably have a lot more opportunity to either recover or just more opportunity in general i don't know maybe that's maybe that's a stretch but i don't know this one's kind of tough because like okay financially you can't help others if you yourself aren't in a position to help if i am not in a position to help i i look at this as and let me know if you interpret it the same way. Like, if I don't have money, then I shouldn't be, like, trying to help someone else with their, like, finances. Just with right? their fi- like, Well, so do you mean, like, you shouldn't be balancing their checkbook or you shouldn't no, be? No, <laughs> as in, like, if I'm struggling with money but someone else needs money, I shouldn't be, like, trying to make them feel better until I'm taking care of myself first. Right? With kind money of? specifically, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's that's how I interpreted it, yeah. Yeah, I... This is... Mostly, I agree, because if you aren't taking care of yourself, like, it just... if it, Pretty much if everyone focused on themselves just in general in life, like, they focus on making themselves the best version of themselves, then I feel like they're more able to give more to people, and I feel like that is just a, a helpful, healthy way to to do life like if people took care of their families then like a happy family would then be able to like provide more for other people maybe but by that same logic wouldn't you say if everybody was just focused on helping themselves they wouldn't be helping other people ever i don't believe that actually i think a lot of times when you help yourself you end up actually helping other people because you because part of my thing is when i take care of myself like when i'm in a good a good place I'm more enjoyable to be around. 100%. I'm more enjoyable to be around. And when I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not as fun to be around. And I just feel like it sort of like carries over to things. Right. So I think no, focusing on yourself with first. In this, in this type of a thing, focusing on yourself first tends to be helpful. I just don't think that there's – I mean – you want to be a good person, but probably you don't, you don't want to help someone financially in the situation. Maybe doing something for like less money, maybe like be a little bit kinder, but or not or a little bit more helpful towards them. But so I don't know. maybe an example is maybe my buddy lost a job, so they're out of work. They have tons of bills to pay, 
maybe instead of me helping them by paying their bills, I help them get a job. Maybe that would be a yeah, good like something like that, or maybe if they're like going to do a job interview, you like go over to their place and do something that they won't have time to do because they're going to the job interview that day. I don't know, just something, anything that you can do to like take the stress off their back. I feel like that would be probably more feasible than actually focusing on just giving them money. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a perfect way of looking at it, but if you're gonna have to try to make some sort of a a line, I guess that's probably what I would say. Okay. Okay, because you mentioned this actually a little bit, do you think there is an obligation to help people? Like, and, and, and to kind of even add another layer onto that, like, I, I think personally that some people just aren't as strong as other people based on any number of circumstances or you know, nature, nurture, anything. Do you think, like, there's an obligation for stronger people to help the weaker people? Do you think just in general there's an obligation for all of us to help each other? Do you make any lines? What What, what are your thoughts on this? So, I mean, this is another situation where I'm going to speak in a very broad sense. So this question does really depend on context. But in a general sense, I do think – I do think there is an obligation to be kind to others and, and to overall be an empathetic person to others. But one thing I've learned over the years is honestly, no matter how strong you are, your environment can have a serious impact on you. Like for instance, so I, I don't drink. I never have. I plan on never doing it. Uh, but if I like lived with three other roommates who were heavy drinkers and everything that we did together involved alcohol, maybe I just have one night of weakness. Maybe I went through a bad breakup and then all of a sudden I'm feeling really low. And because I'm in that environment, I have that one just weakness, that one slip up, and my environment now has impacted. Now I, now I maybe drink because that's what's around me. I want to escape my stuff. So that aspect, I think, can encourage well, sorry. So that that situation can cause us to do things out of our control. And so the environment is important to pay attention to to. So, yeah, I think it's important for strong I do think it's important for stronger people to actually help weaker people. Um it sounds so stupid for me to say. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just think that some people have a a stronger resilience to life just maybe because of genetically or you know whatever. So I I think they're it's kind of like the, with great power comes great responsibility. In my opinion, if you have that ability, I, I think you do. I think you should use it for good. Um, but again, I think you need to be mindful of how your environment can impact you. Because just because I'm super strong about this alcohol thing, like I was explaining earlier, I can have slip ups. I can still have weak moments, and so I need to be mindful of putting myself in good situations. Um, and yeah, but I mean, I, I guess the context, I, I mixed up a little bit cause you were asking if everybody has an obligation and maybe some people just aren't as strong to help others. I think, um, yeah, I think that's a contextual thing. I think again, it, it all comes down to, are you capable of helping others because you've taken care of yourself? Even if you're a weaker person, if you're in a good position to help others, and it doesn't impact you specifically, uh, at least not for the long term, why not? Well, what's kind of interesting about this, um, and maybe I'm, I'm jumping ahead, 
but I'll, I'll bring it up anyways because while well, I'm thinking about it. So let's take somebody like Michael Jordan, who was very much focused on himself. Like, he was all about becoming the greatest, becoming the greatest, becoming the greatest. What's interesting about his life is through that focus, he actually did help other people because he became such an inspiration to other people that he ended up helping all these people by just focusing on himself. So I do think that sometimes when you get so focused in on yourself, and this is kind of like connecting to what I said a little bit earlier, why I think that when you really make yourself the best version of you, you end up in a way making other people in a better position as well. I think that that's a, like a I don't know, to me that's a good example of, of where that really came into play because I don't even know that he was necessarily a good, or he's still alive, Okay, well, I don't know if he's necessarily a good guy. I totally get your point, but I mean, there's probably a bunch of people he shit on too during that time. Oh yeah. La- no, Lance Armstrong is a good example of this. Lance Armstrong definitely focused on himself and, and uh, used substances, lied, got people sued, all of this shit. But he was focused on himself, and he became a huge inspiration to other people. So I think that that's why when I encourage this, I think it's all, in my opinion, it's all about finding balance because you're never going to have a perfect system. Yes, Michael Jordan, because he became as great as he was, and he wouldn't have become as great as he was if he hadn't been focused on himself. But there's probably people that he stepped on up, up his way up the ladder or he shit on. Maybe his personal relationships decayed and weren't, weren't very solid because instead of spending time with his kids, he was in the gym playing basketball. You know, I, I don't know the specific context of this, but I think for everything that you can say, there could be a counter argument to that. So in terms of when, what I'm saying, the balance, it's, I, I think good practice is to, yes, focus on yourself and that should be your number one priority. But if you are capable of helping others, even if it's a literal helping others, um, even if it's a literal helping others and not just indirectly helping others, I think that I would I appreciate that aspect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Well, but- I mean, you can still like like I think you would make a valid point. It's, I think it's a really good thing to think about. Like, yes, people that really focus on themselves have had lasting impacts on on stuff but uh i guess i just have a different perspective for my life and how i choose to live yeah i mean in most of those situations where someone does go all in towards themselves there's going to be people on the way who do i mean no matter what you do in life though people are not going to like you <laughs> like it doesn't matter what good things you do people are still going to find a way to not like you so yeah he did have his impact yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's not perfect. It's not like a perfect way of looking at it, but well, and I don't even I think it's think... about what people think of you. Like if you're if you're doing good things because you want people to think you're a good person, <laughs> I I I have a trouble I have a hard time thinking that you are genuinely a good person. You're just doing yeah, it for the yeah. attention. Yeah, well, I agree with that. People cuz that's actually that's a really good point because I feel like a lot of those times the people who are always going to these charity events and stuff, I'm like, no, you're not a good person just because you're showing me that you're a good person by showing up at these damn events. Like, this doesn't mean anything to me. Well, I, like, because my interactions with those people a lot of times are garbage. 
you know, I don't, uh, this is definitely not an intent to badmouth somebody that's been on our show before, but I think about this with Rob Kowalski, who came on that, our episode to talk about why waiting works, about, you know, being abstinent before marriage. And you, you look at what he's doing with his life now. He's kind of created this community that's very giving and helping, and you see him on Instagram uh, promoting these charity events and this kind of stuff. But then you get him on the podcast with us, and he says, would you get the pussy if you – you know, would, <laughs> would you sign the contract for the pussy? And I'm just like, wait a second. Is this guy a good guy? I, I don't <laughs> think he's a good guy, <laughs> you know? I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, well, it's a good point because that statement—that statement in itself doesn't mean that he's not a good guy. Right. We're not saying that that means that, but it does show you that sometimes, just because someone tries to give off a certain vibe, that there's not more to it. Like, mm-hmm. people try to do this thing all the time where they'll go to church all the time to try to like make them yeah. look better. Right. Um, and it's not to say that like people who like plenty of people who go to church or do good things actually are good people too. That's what I'm saying. Like these, there are plenty of good people. But just because you do one thing to try to look good to other people doesn't actually mean that you are a good person. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. Like if you're eating people on the side, but you're like, up, oh, go to church every Sunday, kill two people every week and eat them. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> That's not okay. What a classic, what a classic <laughs> Stephen example. Dude, that's gonna be in our um, 2019 best quotes like of the year, year in review. We're gonna, be, we're gonna look back on this stupid clip and be like, "Remember when you gave this awful example of?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but here's the thing: it sounds crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's I mean, maybe not two people a week. Those are some those are some big time numbers. I remember yeah. last week you had a point where you said. <laughs> about when people are raising people with guns or something and like shoot these animals and then you can shoot humans (laughs) are people raising their kids saying that (laughs) i guess in my head i just have i just think everyone is just has bad intentions maybe Maybe, maybe, honestly i don't even know what i'm talking about (laughs) that perspective has definitely changed for me because i used to be very naive with all this and think that oh everybody deep down wants to do good by people i don't think everybody does i don't think everybody has that capacity our last the the song that plays the end of every episode right now is pretty much about how you thought there was like there's good in every person and i i think there is good in every person but yeah i definitely think there can be pieces but i don't think that any i don't think everybody ends up like pulling that potential out of them or i think maybe there are people that are just inherently evil just like maybe there are people that are inherently good so i don't know hey nature versus nurture we talked about this earlier on in the episode when oh you must have missed it i was yeah i wasn't there i don't think for that oh that was gentry okay sorry, <laughs> gentry. Gentry. uh any final thoughts <laughs> what are you talking about we have a whole other point okay what do you <laughs> final thoughts you just <laughs> This guy writes the scripts and then just goes off script. <laughs> Any final thoughts? What are you okay, talking okay. about? Okay, before final thoughts, more importantly, <laughs> what do you think is the most important reason to help yourself go? My, <laughs> I'm just so freaking, 
question. Okay, so my thought on this is nobody else will on a regular basis. You might get some support from people out there, but nobody knows me like I know me. No one has the means to provide for me like I do. It's up to me independently to take care of myself. Uh, plus, if helping others is truly important to me, it's it's important to make sure that I'm healthy and clear-minded as much as possible. And I think it's important too, because aside from situations in life that are hunky-dory and all roses, you're going to get surprised by some shitty shit. Like maybe a family member just dies unexpectedly or any number of things that can surprise you and, and, and leave you unprepared. You need to be in a situation where you're healthy enough to maybe handle that adversity more appropriately. You know, Fat Brandon is much less likely to be helpful and equipped to handle things than healthy Brandon was. So it's important for me when thinking about even having these conversations. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm saying, why does why would anybody listen to what I have to say? Like look at look at kind of where I've taken myself. I haven't taken care of myself. And I'm not gonna be here as long if I don't take care of myself. I'm not as equipped because maybe I'm cranky all the time because I don't take care of myself or I just don't have a clear head because I don't take care of myself. Any number of these things go into helping others. So those are my those are my final thoughts on this specific point. <laughs> <laughs> my um my thought is when you help yourself you're just I mean it's not that much different than what Brandon said or what I said earlier, but you're just you're stronger and when you're stronger you're better equipped to help other people this guy's phoning it in this guy wanted to go to final thoughts so bad that he doesn't even want to give his own <laughs> his own thoughts on this topic he's just like oh, i'll just say what brandon said but <laughs> in one <laughs> sentence <laughs> all right what are your final thoughts steven <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa whoa all right final thoughts so my final thoughts are that in the end helping others and helping each other is a very fine line to decide on what move you're going to make. But helping yourself, like having that, helping, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) helping yourself first, sometimes people look at it as a very, very selfish thing, which there are instances where it definitely is. But if you are a strong person and you are a good version of yourself, you are better equipped to help others. The worst way to help others is by enabling them. But if someone reaches out to you for help, I think in general, if you think that they've got good intentions, you should help them. Like I think that is the way of life. Helping people, when we help each other, we make the world a better place. It's just know when to stop and know that helping yourself is ultimately going to be the most sustainable model to make other people around you better off too because they want a good version of you and you know learn when you learn to fight your own battles then i don't know i just feel like it's a better way to do based off of my experience it's a better way to do life and um enabling people is really hard especially when it's like your friends and family um it's really hard to just like cut it off because Sometimes you you really love these people and you don't want to tell them to stop drinking or you don't want to tell them something because you know that that might forever ruin the relationship with you and that person. But a lot of times it's the best chance to make that person's life 
better. Um, you learn that the hard way, but I just think it's uh, what you got to do. Do I need to say any more of my final thoughts on it, by the way? <laughs> I mean, is that are you good? I think everything you said was really well said. Yeah, I think that was it. Um, okay. Any recommendations before well that because we did the final thoughts and one of the new things we wanted to do when we got a little bit of time is to go over any recommendations anything you're watching anything that kind of spoke to you and you're like this is really cool uh well music uh i recommend everybody check out the song uh lover don't leave by citizen shade i've uh been addicted to that song um recently i think the guy's voice in it is incredible um, and there, there are a couple other songs, but honestly, they're evading me right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that'll be my one recommendation. What about you? Um, in regards to TV shows, I haven't really been watching anything. In regards to movies, I haven't really been watching anything. <laughs> so those would both be out. Uh, in regards to me. <laughs> But um, I've really been wanting to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air again because it's really good. And <laughs> <My fucking God. laughs> Okay, no, but okay, for real though, uh, Stranger Things Season 3 is coming up, and I'm really excited about that because for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm not a big Netflix person or Hulu or any of these other... I just don't watch that many shows in general, but I want to watch a little bit more because I need some... I definitely need a sense of chill. <laughs> like the Netflix and chill... What I really need to do is like actually do the chill. <laughs> and I'm not actually just talking about sex. I'm talking about like actually <laughs> chilling. Just not being stressed. Like actually just like sit on the couch and actually chill cuz my mind's always going like a million miles an hour. So like that would be uh, that's one thing I'm looking forward to coming up. If you guys haven't seen Stranger Things, I recommend checking it out cuz it's really good. Um, and I am Still looking, listening to the album Amo by Bring Me the Horizon, which has been like one of my favorite albums that I've heard like in the last couple of years, and I'm I like I've heard it so many times. I just can't get enough of it. So good, big fan. So, um, I think that's it in terms of my. I also recommend that you go outside more when it's this time of the year, especially if you are in climates that are trash. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode. If you tuned into the live on Instagram or on Twitch. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Um, those of you that are listening on your podcast apps or watching on YouTube, thanks so much. Please give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, anything uh, so we can interact with you guys and you can keep up with our content. Uh, if you want to email us, emgpod at gmail.com or you can call us and leave a voicemail. We'll play it on air. Uh, phone number 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Take it easy. Oh,